Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode for you on Casey Neistat. What up? So somebody stole the car from me. I left it running and I kind of told the guy he could have it, but then I just said watch it for a minute and then the car was gone. He doesn't even have the keys. So where's the car? I don't know. No one can be a mega fan of YouTube or have been on the platform for a long time without hearing that name. Casey Neistat is the famous vlogger who did daily vlogs for years, has been on the platform for years, and is just a staple of the platform. He joined in February 15th, 2010, and still makes videos today. So why am I doing an episode on Casey Neistat? You know, he's been around for a while. What's going on, you know? Well, for one, he's a great creator. And to be honest, he's one that I really haven't explored that much. I had gone through a lot of YouTube and, you know, back then, people would be like, oh, Casey Neistat this, Casey Neistat that, even some close friends of mine, and I never got around to watching him. And I was kind of like, why is that? So, when Casey Neistat recently moved back from New York, or moved back from L.A. to New York, I knew that I had to, you know, watch him and do an episode on him. Um, so basically, Casey Neistat lived in New York for, I think it was, I think he said 20 years almost, and then he ended up moving to L.A., and in L.A., he had, a, like, a nice lifestyle, he was, did a lot of surfing, so it was a good content creator, but it wasn't the same, and that's what he said it. He said he and his wife and his whole family, they missed New York, and they had to go back. Um, so that's exactly what they ended up doing. Four weeks ago, Casey Neistat posted a video on his channel, which was called, um, We Moved Back to New York City. It has 3.4 million views posted four weeks ago. And this is a cool video. Um, it was kind of see, it was kind of comforting to see like someone, you don't know, come back to their home on YouTube and come back to like everything was kind of returning to the status quo per se. Now I didn't even watch Casey, but seeing him back in New York, actually just put a smile on my face. It was like, honestly, the first, how I found out initially is, I don't, I hadn't been subscribed to Casey on YouTube, but on Twitter, I would see all of his, like, running photos of, like, the New York sunrises in the morning, and I don't know, it just made my day brighter, just to see someone enjoy a, a city that much, um, and kind of, you know, just gush about it, to see just someone so happy with a new decision they've made, I think that's a very beautiful thing. And I mean, from my experience, I grew up in the Northeast, so I've always kind of been around New York. So I don't know, it's cool to see, you know, a city I know get that much love um, from one man. Even if everybody loves it, uh, just an outpouring of love from someone is great. So he moved back, and um, that first video was pretty good. Um, it was basically him driving across the country in his car, just explaining why he was making the move back to New York, and ended with him going into his iconic studio, and it was just awesome. It was almost like, it's a horrible joke, but it was like a soul for a soul. We lost the Try Guys, and their familyness, and we got back Casey Neistat in New York. Um, so yeah, that was super great, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, now, what was other videos? He posted a few recently. Um, and I watched all of them. He had my life in New York City. Well, New York City today is the day. Someone stole my car back, and I someone stole my car and I stole it back. Just a bunch of great things. And um, what was cool about it is one, I think that 
he has a new energy in his videos. Now, I didn't watch his vlogs before. I had occasionally watched him when he went on like a crazy pli private plane ride or did something of that extent. But to see him kind of just ride around on his boosted board and talk to random strangers, I mean, he interacted with people doing like um, extreme pogo stick tricks. Um, he talked with people about their cool companies. He altered his studio around. I don't know, it just made, he, he had so much energy and it felt like, I don't know, we were back. This is what YouTube is meant to be. His editing style was beautiful. All the videos were beautiful. He had a video where he, you know, go, he went surfing on like the Atlantic, like in New York, not Manhattan, but not far from it, which was just absolutely insane. And I think that that is, I don't know, that's what the core of YouTube is. That is what the heart of the soul of YouTube is, seeing people do cool stuff. That's, you know, what the platform thrives on. That's what we come to see, and that's what we enjoy. So, you know, getting back to that and seeing him do these crazy things, I just want to be him, man. I finally understand. I never watched Casey Neistat as a kid. I never understood all the hype people had around him and how, you know, people were watching his daily vlogs, but now I do. He he brings this crazy editing style, these cool shots in places that you don't think they should have. Like, he's able to do drone shots, you know, all these classic, you know, placing the camera, then talking to it, then running away. Shots from, like, a looks like a 10-foot-long selfie stick, like, 360 camera. In It just makes it look beautiful. And we've been over this on the podcast I have a short attention span. I am not good with longer videos. That's why I struggle to watch Dream. That's why I struggle to watch some other creators. I grew up on YouTube where the 10-minute formula was king, and that's what I got used to and started expecting in a YouTube video. And Casey Neistat has been providing that again and again and again. You know, he only has, like, exclusively, like, 8- to 10-minute videos, and they're perfect. I banged out you know, I think like six in like the span of two days. And I had felt like, I don't know, I had watched each one was so unique and had so much in it. The content was jam packed. The editing style is ba 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 ba. It is a taste of old YouTube again. Um, and the storylines are great. You know, he talks to people and I just think that he's a positive figure. He's not spreading negativity in his vlogs, right? You know, you have some vloggers who go and do crazy things. Cough, cough. Logan Paul, cough, cough. Um, but, you know, he is talking to uh, Martin, the UPS guy. He is, you know, saying hello to people in the street. The amount, you know, one of the craziest things that I did see was um him kind of come back the first day. So, you know, he made that video when he came back to New York, right? Um, and he was, like, traveling across the country. But then the video after that was really amazing to see how many people came up to him because he would video all of it. And the amount of people who said, hello, oh, is that Casey? Oh, welcome back, man. Welcome back. It was kind of really heartwarming. And I think it shows that, you know, you do get to a certain level where some people, uh, some creators do have an effect, and they are actually influencers even though that's an awful word they have a following and Casey has a following of just people who are great 
Um, yeah, I, I saw another video too where he interacted with Tommy in it, and it had the same amount of fun. Tommy was having fun. It was in um, that 14-day vlog challenge, which I, I didn't even fully get through. Um, but Casey was having a fun time with him. They made the classic, like, um, Ray-Bans and all that. Um, it was just a really kind of enjoyable process to see. And the studio's just sick, man. I just think, I, I just want to be him. He's so cool, and I hope that we see more content come from him that just show off cool companies, show off cool places, and just bring the essence of old YouTube back. This is going to be the end of the period where I am gushing, and yeah. Okay, now I know I'm late to this news. I'm definitely late, um, but let's get into it. Dreams face reveal. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, I was so late to this news. I was doing other things at college. Things were going on, and I couldn't get an episode done on it. So I did miss the hype, but I still think it's an interesting thing to talk about. Now, Dream is obviously... A faceless YouTuber, at least he was. He, that was his whole thing. He was faceless. No one knew his face. He hid it really well. People would be like, oh, is he dropped it? Like, they would speculate on what he looked like. And then it came to the time, you know, TwitchCon was coming up, and he wanted to be able to hang out with his friends. Because obviously, you know, if he didn't, um, if he didn't reveal his face, if he did hang out with his friends, people were like, wait, who's that extra person hanging out with this whole Minecraft crew? Could that be dream question mark question mark question mark and yeah so it was just kind of easy to come out right and say it and then he ended up doing this whole big shebang where he like facetimed a bunch of other content creators online and they all posted their reactions to his face and they're like oh wow wow my god dream dream and it was like this whole big thing and he eventually went on stream revealed Ludwig got his concurrent um, viewers on YouTube um, by reacting to Dream's face reveal. Um, but he did. And honestly, when I like first saw him, I didn't know what to think. If you want my personal opinion, um, I like looked at him and I was like, oh my god, is he like attractive? I think he might be attractive. And then I saw, I went on Twitter and everybody was like, he's ugly, ugly, ugly. I was like, oh wait, no. My perception was probably wrong. I think he's ugly. And then I said, no, and tell people, like, clapping back, like, why are all these people saying he's ugly? And then I was talking to my friends. He's like, oh, he's ugly. And I saw people, like, on Twitter, other influencers being like, what are you guys talking up? Reem's looking average looking dude. And I didn't even know what to think. I think I had been so hyped up and everybody said he was going to be attractive that I initially thought he was attractive. People said he was ugly. Then I thought he was ugly. And then I, all the reactions to it. And it just became this whole big debacle. And, you know, it kind of led me to the question, would there have been this much scrutiny over Dream's face and Dream's looks if he was just, you know, had his face from the very beginning? And I think this does bring up the question, you know, maybe that being a faceless YouTuber only creates more attention around your face. 
Now, if someone truly, truly is, like, never planning to reveal their face and trying to kind of stay anonymous forever, then I do see some validity in, you know, hiding your face. Because then if you truly, maybe, like, if corpse corpse's situation, I think, I believe he's agoraphobic. I'm not sure. I don't want to get that wrong. But I, I believe he is. Um, if he truly feels that way and stresses him out to, like, that point, then that's understandable. But Dream came out and revealed his face, and he got so much more scrutiny. And I think that was, like, a thousand percent because he made such a big deal out of it. I almost think that um, he should have just dropped it randomly. And I think people, like, I think he hyped... Okay, so there's kind of two schools of thought here. One... He hyped it up a lot and then ended up getting a massive stream because of it. Which, obviously, that massive stream, it's good for his following, it's good for people talking about him, and all of that. But, with that massive stream, also brings a lot of haters watching that massive stream. Now, the other option would be just to drop it casually, and something like that, if he was already at the point of hiding it, which I think could have worked much better and he would have probably gotten less scrutiny from. Like, I remember... um, Rest in peace. Um, that clip of Technoblade um, from a few years ago, he like just turns his camera around for a second, and that was it. Which is absolutely crazy. And um, I think that might have been a cool way to do it. Um, I know I did a thing, did something similar, where it's just like he went from not showing his face that he just showed it one time. Because then people tend to make a less big a deal out of it, and they try to like find it less, and they're less creepy altogether. And I imagine the stress of hiding your face must build up with more and more following you get. Um, so I don't know. You know, I think that, yes, there's probably an overreaction, both into him, people, people calling him overly attractive, and people calling him overly ugly. But um, I think that, in a way, I mean, I, I don't mean to insult this, but he kind of invited a reaction. He literally showed other people reacting on Twitter and he streamed his face reveal in a big event, that is kind of, in a way, inviting people to respond to it. I know, I know, I know that they shouldn't have been negative. Being mean is wrong, but that's kind of just how I see the situation. In exchange for getting this massive stream and all these views, he kind of invited, not invited, but he made a big deal out of it. And that's what I would say on that situation um that's kind of the majority of I feel like what I know and the extent that I can speak on yeah so um TwitchCon happened as well I know there was like a bunch of things there I didn't fully watch them all someone Adriana Chenik broke her back in a foam pit which was absolutely insane that is crazy and awful um Ludwig snuck in there. Um, a lot of people were there. There was a lot of people in Twitch meeting. XQC was at Ludwig's. He ran a show. All of this happens. But um, no news I really know enough about to cover. Um, but yeah, it looked like all the offline, T people, offline TV people were serving up fits. I also saw that they collabed with Champion, which is absolutely insane. Uh, I love Champion stuff, and I like wear it all the time. So that's like completely crazy that they secured a collab that big and I I don't even know what to expect for the future um but yeah um 
I don't think I have um, anything else to comment on. I'm going to keep this episode short. I'm going to keep it sweet, you know. Casey Neistat has been great. I think his content has been great. I think I'm only expecting more positive vibes from him in the future. Um, may keep these podcasts shorter until I kind of get my rhythm because obviously I thought I had it, but then I messed it up. Um, thank you guys so much um, for listening. Again, if you guys want me to review anyone, back to, you know, leave a review and I'll look at it. Or, you know, send me a message in the Discord, which I believe should be in the description. Um, but thank you guys so much. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.